So happy to have you as the first guest in our pilot episode of Work Wonders. So this is a new content segment that we have, which showcases the work that we are doing here at Tiva. Not only the projects that we're going to talk about, but also the way that the team does it, which is what we are going to discuss with you today. And before anything, please say a little bit about yourself and the role that you have here at Tiva. Okay, sure. So um, my name is Dinda. Um, I my role here is a senior design research, and mm -hmm. I'm actually joined. I'm quite new to Jiva. I'm the newest addition to the mm -hmm. to the research team. Um, mm -hmm. I've been here for about um, six months. Yeah. Well, it's not that long ago, but we uh, <laughs> have anniversary, and uh, glad you. to have you here. Thank as the you. newest edition of the research team. I'm sure that you've done great things uh, during those uh, past six months. Um, so the design research team, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the team itself? Like how many people are there? What are the roles? And how are the dynamics between those roles, including one that is yours? OK, sure. So we have three roles in the um, design research team. We have our um, manager, uh, design mm -hmm. research manager, Saloni. And then we have our design researchers. So that's um, including me. Um, we have uh, Asa, Fatia, uh, and Fiona. So that makes the four of us, four design researchers. Mm -hmm. And we have two research coordinators. Uh, they are Idol and Aldi who are in the branch offices um, yes. managing all the research on the ground, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what mm. how are How are the dynamics between those roles? Like, how does the work stream look like? OK, so um, in terms of like requests, uh, we usually get mm. research requests from the org um, itself. They can come from inside the product team or what we call a PDG, um, mm -hmm. such as like hearing from, um, you know, from the product managers. Uh, sometimes we get requests from product designers, from service designers, uh, from the head of design himself, uh, NAF. Um, other times, uh, yes, other times it's like our own initiative sometimes, like, hey, I think mm -hmm. this is an area that we need to look into. So in that sense, uh, it's kind of a collaboration between Saloni and I uh, to see which one we can pick up. Um, although in the end, Saloni decides that and then it gets distributed across the design um, researchers. So between um, me and my other um, design research colleagues as well. So um, then we also, uh, once the research is, uh, research planning is kind of done, we start getting the um, research coordinators involved. So there are our eyes on the ground, basically. So they can help then inform us if the research plan is realistic or not, or what are some possible logistic limitations uh, to the plan that we have in mind. Yeah, that's more or less how the um, dynamic goes, I guess, in the team. Great. Yeah. So as a senior uh, team member, um, I know that you help 
manage that, manage the workload, as you've said before, that it's a collaboration between you and Saloni as the manager. But can you tell me how do you, as a senior team member, which have this role, one of this function of the role, uh, manage the workload that comes to you? Because I know that in Jiva, all year long, we have like design research uh, going on. So I can imagine you guys always have a lot on your plates. So how do you manage this day-to-day -day work? What are your considerations in distributing the work to your uh, more junior design researchers? And also perhaps how does your method or like what you do help optimize the work itself? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh my role is mainly as um, a mentor, I guess you could say, but also doing a little bit of, um, you know, um, streamlining itself, right? So when I first mm -hmm. joined, um, I talked to the design researchers, um, I talked to uh, Saloni, I talked to our stakeholders as well, like what is it that we can improve in research, right? And one thing that stood out that was common across um, the people that I've talked to was actually the mm -hmm. speed um, of the research itself, right? Both from the researcher side um, and also from the stakeholder side, notice that it's taking um, a bit long to complete uh, a research, you know, what's going on there? Uh, we need uh, the research to be done a lot faster. So that's kind of where I started, right? I started kind of shadowing um, the other researchers as well, also learning about how they um, conduct research, how they plan research, um, and also what are the difficulties lying on the ground, right? And then, uh, so what we found from that uh from the shadowing and also from uh the team members kind of like guiding me through their um research process is that there's these pockets of inefficiencies right where there's basically nothing you can do as a researcher like it's just a blocker so that's where we started identifying okay th these are the moments that we kind of need to improve you know we need to get to the bottom of these inefficiencies yeah. Mm. So yeah, I guess that's how it starts. Like how can you work around those inefficiencies, right? And a lot of these inefficiencies are also things that um, you wouldn't normally expect to, uh, to find. I guess when it comes to like other, maybe challenges that other companies might have, because mm. a lot of these are logistic limitations. Uh, something as simple as there's no, uh, internet in the area because we have to go to like really remote places, for example, mm. or um, the road is being closed, so our RC can't yeah. get there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So there's a lot of these situations that we walk through with our um, researchers. And um, you were saying how I streamlined it. So yeah. it's basically like mapping out um, what you, the research process like from start to finish, basically. Mm -hmm. And then just being more conscious of um, um, where you find those um, blockers, right? So once you're a bit more conscious, like you start mapping out, for example, on a day-to-day -day basis, what it is that I get done um, today for this research um, project, where are my blockers? And just being more aware of it, uh, I think that's um, helped the team already uh, know what it is mm -hmm. that they need to unblock. So sometimes just bringing that awareness itself and not even um, having to um, inform, like, hey, this is an area that they need to work on, just bringing that awareness itself, they can already identify the problem and 
even um, come up with solutions themselves. Kind of being more mindful of um, the way that you plan it, because you sometimes maybe based on experience, they already know like, oh, if I am doing research in this area, usually these are the blockers and what takes more time, what can be, you know, um, yeah, what yeah. can be done more quickly. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it just needs a fresh um, set of eyes, right? And then, mm -hmm. and like uh, teaching, not teaching, more like um, letting the team know uh, there's a different way to view things. Like if you view things from a different perspective, then suddenly you realize, oh, hey, this is how I've been doing things, and I can actually try mm -hmm. a different way of doing this that may be mm -hmm. more efficient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's also very interesting what you said about. Um, problems or blockers that is so distinct to <laughs> Diva <laughs> or like maybe uh, other companies that are, uh, are similar to us uh, in terms of uh, logistic difficulties which can be like a really big blockers especially when uh, almost all of the researchers are in Jakarta and our users are um, everywhere across Indonesia and it can be all the remote places because we work with farmers like how are you finding it like have you experienced something like this before in your uh, previous experiences and what have you learned from it in terms of okay this is this is like this is the way that i can make work better in this specific scenarios yeah i think it's uh knowing when you're defeated i guess you could say so a lot of the mm. problems that we have during the interviews itself is that we keep trying to push um, the the candidate um, to get answers from the candidate, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, we're prone to biases, right? And this is um, something called a, I forgot, it's type of fallacy, I think. Um, but basically, uh, we tend to put in more efforts uh, into something mm -hmm. that we've already put in a lot of effort before. Since it already takes a lot of effort to go talk to a, um, a participant like an MC mm -hmm. like our user mm -hmm. uh, it takes a lot of effort to talk to our user like um, you have to get a car over there it takes several hours so during that one hour you really try to push um, to get answers from the user but sometimes mm -hmm. there's just situations where it's not even worth it you know like the internet connection is bad or the, there's some audio problems going on or sometimes it's not even it turns out it's not even the right candidate for the research right mm -hmm. so it's um knowing when to stop and go to another candidate yeah i think mm -hmm. that's that's what i've that's what i've um learned and i hope what my other my colleagues have also learned as well as like mm -hmm. getting a sense of knowing okay there's no nothing i can do about this uh accept our losses and just move on i guess it's part of the research right like finding out that things don't work out sometimes yes yeah <laughs> it's like and, anything that you don't yeah you want to find out actually yeah yeah and um it's also about like giving confidence to my colleagues as well that when you don't get anything that's an insight in itself right so you're still not mm -hmm. leaving empty-handed yeah mm -hmm. great great very interesting it's probably what other um other researchers, other design researchers for a more uh, for a product that have more urban demographics. Never know <laughs> about <Yes>. this struggle. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I have to agree with that. <laughs> but yeah. it's 
probably an enriching experience no like for yes like yeah. we it's also very hard probably to get rid of that um mentality in which we uh, sit in our ivory tower and kind of like we know better than our users who we want to help we want to solve their problems but we kind of have all these uh presumptions about what's better for them yeah yeah that's also something that um i'm learning as well you know from my colleagues mm -hmm. is that uh yes our users are um you know farmers uh corn traders uh mm -hmm. so it it's such a different world that uh, even when we're talking casually, it's it's good to be conscious of our own assumptions. Uh, when they're saying one thing, we are interpreting it as um, as how we interpret it. But then, are we sure that that's what they mean to convey? You know, it's just mm -hmm. being aware of those those things. Uh, yeah, some things can get lost in translation, even if you're speaking the same language. <laughs> right? Does it? is it one of the one of the blockers or one of the um part of the work that is making the workload uh heavier like what i mean is that is like this in, this interpretation uh, struggle between um like our user who are um, um predominantly rural and us who are urban um like is it is it like something that you consider in terms of like oh we need more time in this in this interpretation moment like is it is it one of the things that you uh part of the considerations of mapping those um work stream uh yes i think um that is one of the uh causes but it's realized i mean it has an impact um later on so uh mm. during like that mapping exercise that i told you about like mm. where is the time that you actually end up spending a lot of that time on you know mm. it's actually not the interviews themselves i mean yes the interviews feel like they're a bit longer um but that's a you, like um based on my experience that's a normal amount of time you should be um spending on interviews what is actually uh, what they found um that is spending a lot more time than it should is actually during the content analysis or the synthesis side. So after mm -hmm. you do the interviews, how do you use that information to create um, your research findings, to create new insights? That part is usually the part that that ends up taking longer time. And oftentimes mm -hmm. it's there at that moment is when they realize, oh, there was an assumption that was left unchecked. So I can't mm -hmm. really make the right um, insight. I can't really make the right findings. So um, that was a moment where we found out like, okay, there's more data that we need to collect during the interview phase. You know, there's, we just have to be more vigilant towards how we're collecting information from our um, users. Yeah. So once we started doing that, we recorded it, we got the RCs a lot more involved in even explaining situations to our participants and explaining to us as well. So kind of like acting as an intermediary mm. to avoid those misunderstandings, to avoid creating assumptions that are not true. That's when we saw like the, the, um, the amount of time spent on the content analysis to, to drop and also create more, um, I guess like the insights became a lot more um, 
um, how do you say, like it's more specific as well to the yeah. problem, like it's not keeping it general, but it's um, more specific to what the stakeholders need. Yeah. Awesome. So from, from all these six months that you've uh, been doing research work with Jiva, what, what do you say is like maybe like three things or like how, how, um, how many numbers you like of ways that uh, is an optimum way to manage workload oh. uh, from the research team? Like, how from do you find it? Methods, do you I want to say, I want to say actually infinity because um, mm -hmm. I totally support um, experimenting uh, different mm -hmm. ways of doing research, right? And that's something that we're also doing as well. So as we're finding out, uh, as I mentioned before, like, um, my colleagues, they're figuring out, oh, this is where I have a problem. Let's try this way of doing research, for example, see if it were, is better in the next um, the next project. And then if it's not, try another way, try another way. So continuously experimenting, um, going out there, learning from other researchers as well. Uh, yeah, that's basically how you can continue on improving. So I would say, hmm. Infinity. Infinity number. Yeah. Infinity yeah. number. Everything is tailor made. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, those are all the questions that I have uh, for you today. Thank you for sharing your experience working uh, at Jiva and how you manage um, uh, your workload with your team. And I hope the research team is continue to do great things. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, do the thingy. Okay. Oh yeah. It's happening. Um, <laughs> this one, right? The one with the balloons. With the oh confetti. yeah, the confetti. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's the confetti. <laughs> the balloon is this this one. This one. Only one, only one V. Which okay. There A little bit go. prohibited in the <laughs> current political climate in Indonesia, but there was oh. just to summon, summon the balloons. <laughs> We swear it's just to summon the balloons. We swear, yeah. <laughs> we swear it was for no the hidden balloons. agenda. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for being here. So lovely to have you. Hope you have a great day ahead. Likewise, thank you.